Before I learn the last Mishnah, I'd just like to make a couple of points. When I came to Golders Green about 60 years ago, there was a Shabbos morning minion in the district for post mitzvah boys. They acted as Bali Tzvila and also shared out the lining. Ashtonga here in those days was at 7.15 and the main minion was at 10 past 9. So with the start sign there of 8.45, that minion was very attractive. One Shabbos afternoon, a message came round in the name of Rukmung that he would like the schoolboys over the mitzvah to stay behind for a few moments after Havdalah. <coughs> Rav Munk spoke to us for a couple of minutes only. His point was simple. Moshe Rabbeinu has taught us, he said, how we should perform Tzvila. When he told Paro, he said, as we heard yesterday, Binoreinu viskeneinu neileh. He was describing, said Rav Munk, the correct environment for Avuda, young and old together. It's not correct, he said, for boys regularly to govern away from their fathers. Sons should stand next to their fathers for every tefillah. Though was asked from this kehila, he did his words. It wasn't long before that minion fizzled out. That we have a rod who is able to maintain the interests of young and old in this kehila that we can all daven and learn together. I heard from Rabbi Chanan Halpin that when he began his minion about 75 years ago, he really wanted to have Birkus Pernium on Yontuf when it fell on Shabbos. That was what he was used to, and that's supported by many of the Foskin. However, he said, as Rav Monk had already established the Kehillah in the district, where the Minav was not to Dilchon on Yontov Shechal Shabbos, even though Rav Munk was from Rabboni Ashkenaz, Rav Munk didn't feel it correct to have two different Minhogim in that respect in the same locality. And that's still the Minav there. This shows the high esteem in which Rav Munk was held all those years ago. Turning now to the last Mishnah, which completes Masecha Suksin and Sedatarus, the Mishnah begins this Dvar Agoba. Omar Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Osir Adorish Borotu, Hanchil Achol, Sadik, the Sadik, Shorosh Meas, the Asoro Ilamas. In the future, the Rabbi Shreyam will pass to every single tzaddik, quite emphatic, tzaddik for tzaddik. Some say it means even a tzaddik with some slight imperfections. Sholosh meus asoro ulomos. 310 worlds. Meaning, as we know, quoting the fossil from Mishle, the hantel o'avayesh, so say a mamale, 
Yesh is the gematria of 310, meaning the fullness of accomplishment in this world is 310 times as much that each tzaddik will receive in Olam Habo. The portion point out that the number of letters in the Aseris Adibros and Parashas Yisra is 613, together with the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noah comes, of course, the 620, the Gematria of Keser, the crown of achievement. 310 is half of that. It says, explains, that according to the Midrash, Odom was created Dupar Sufin, Zotha and Akeva. So the Shailomus is to be shared by the husband and the wife, the wife who has a Chaylet, the wife who has a Chaylet in our Limotera needs to have her reward for allowing us to concentrate on the learning and for herself to look after our more mundane needs. Fossil concludes, they will not lose out as their storehouses will be filled with whatever they need. Omar Rishimam ben Chalafta, Lemotza Hakodesh Borothu, Kli Maxi Brochali Israel Ella Hashalim. The best Kali, the only Kali that Rabbi Shalom could find to contain the Brocha that he wishes to give the Jewish people is Shalom. Shanemar, Adinoy Vore Ozli Amo Yitain, Adinoy Vore Fesamo Shalom. Actually, Rabbi Shua ben Chalafta lived before Rabbi Shua ben Levi. But because Rabbi wished to end the Seder HaMishnah with the bracha of Hashem Yavorek HaSamei Vasholem, it's placed afterwards, some say, to connect with the very first Mishnah, which mentions Kohanim, Mishor Shachonim Nechnasim Lechel Bichumosom. So we already now have a reference to Sholem, which of course is in the Brikas Kohanim. The bracha of the Rabbeinu Shleilom is vast, but the only way to enjoy it is the Sholem. As Rashi tells us already, Imein Sholem in Klum. When describing the treatment of the people of Ir Hanidachas, the Torah says, Hake sake es yoshe ho ir hahile fi chorev, one had to be utterly ruthless in exterminating the entire inhabitants and livestock of that place. And the parsha concludes, the nasan rachamim Pharaoh tells us that if you carry out these instructions, you'll receive a bracha from the Rebbein of mercy. What's the reason for this bracha? The Farsham explained that the Torah does not want this murderous task that we have to undertake to become part of our character, so to speak, it shouldn't sink into our genes. So we're given a special brothel of Rachmin to counteract this. 
going through Shishol Sidre Mishnah, various disagreements amongst the Tanoim in almost every Peret, we may be forgiven for thinking that Tamid Chachomim are by nature argumentative. Little could be further from the truth. The Mishnah tells us in two places, referring to the arguments between Beishamah and Beishilol, but Asal Pisha Elu Poslin the Elu Machshirin Lo Nimnau Beishamah Melisan Noshim Beishilol Lo Beishilol Melisan Noshim Beishamah. And the Mishnah adds that articles that according to one were Tahor and according to the other were Tomei, they continued to lend and borrow to each other and would trust them if they told them that for them it was regarded, for example, as Tomei. And as course of learning together, davening together, that it should be an aliyah for the Neshama of Rav and be mechazei gas to be zeicher for the geula shleima